Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Oh, no. Right, okay, here we go. Enough bullshit. But, um, oh, no, more bullshit. Significantly more bullshit, right, son? episode 270 of the 20 minute Tim's podcast i'm your host jamie and i'm joined by martin melly you are and steven what's happening plenty that was quite that was quite kind of mid-morning like dj reply there i said what, what's happening guys I thought you what's meant, happening I, I thought you nearly slagged me i thought you were going to call me like the george bowie of something <laughs> well, i could look could i do what george bowie does no could George Bowie do what I do? No, no I, I think either. he knows that. And to I be honest, think, he knows that. I think he, I think he knows that. Listen, before we begin, we are on YouTube. I uh, just want to say thank you to everyone who watches us. I'll look at the camera here. For, for the massive and wonderful response that we've had on YouTube, it's been quite overwhelming. The numbers this season since Celtic started to be good again. Funny that. You know. glory hunting bastards <laughs> have has been tremendous. So if you're watching us on YouTube or you're listening to us on Spotify or Android, just want to say thank you very much. Uh, I'm not going to spend much time plugging the Patreon. We'll do that thing underneath here again as we point to here and uh, Mark, the editor, will put up patreon.com slash 20 minute Tim's and he'll do the thing, Stephen, where he puts up the website and you see what the website and it shows you what's on offer. Basically, Patreon is a website that allows you to support this podcast in exchange for extra content. Big, huge week of football coming up for Celtic if you've been thinking about the Patreon this is the week to do it European Ties away we'll be doing a live preview show we bring you the big match build up for that live before kickoff for both games this week away to the Huns and away to Altmar we'll be live we're doing match reactions we're not going to the Rangers game we'll talk about why we'll talk about we'll talk about why we're going to do reaction podcasts we follow the Colts we do Celtic history we've got a new podcast coming out where we go around the Celtic supporters clubs and discuss all that sort of stuff. Look, it's brilliant. Check it out. Patreon.com slash 20 minute Tim's. Stephen, I alluded to it in the Patreon plug there. Massive week of football for Celtic. Um, that was a big test. We were speaking yeah. about Ange's progress on the podcast last week. And what we were saying was, look, it's been great, but let's just keep our powder dry a wee bit here because some of the opposition has been dug me. <laughs> yeah. uh, we've played pedigree chum we've played chappy we've played other brands of dog meat yeah get in uh, touch uh, dog meat <laughs> brands are, are available um, and we were worried about these Ed there was big questions over what that Ange up against 
uh, a quality European outfit would look like. No doubt, no doubt. That was the. I'm not going to say it's the last remaining test because I think a, an equally big one is around the corner for us, and we'll mm. talk about that a wee bit later on. But as far as the quality of opposition goes, what we said last week, or what I said rather last week, was that my only worry about this going in is that we might get caught on the hop a wee bit, much like Michelin, much like Hearts. We just weren't ready for those games. And this is just an undeniable step up in quality from Dundee, without wishing to be disrespectful here, without calling them Dugmate. Um, we may have already done that's <laughs> Exactly. I'm, I'm trying to find the words to describe Dundee without being disrespectful, as Akon once said. Um, <laughs> trying to find the words to describe Dundee. With her being disrespectful. <laughs> exactly. That direct quote. But there was no doubt that this was a step up in quality and Celtic handled it pretty damn well, I have to say. I mean, I, I didn't give them a hope in hell mm. of keeping a clean sheet, uh, never mind coming out there where I, I wouldn't call it comfortable victory. There were a few moments in there, but that's it's all part of the development. We're getting better. We're developing into these games. We are growing into ourselves a bit here and played it against a decent team. Now, I think, as as I said on our video with Celtic Fans TV after the St Mirren game, I said that it's almost like the season properly starts next week for very obvious reasons. We're playing Rangers. And I know people will be like, oh, don't, you don't want to make it all about them. That's, that's not what I mean. I mean that for us to fully gauge where Celtic are just now, we need to have a, a reference yeah. point, right? And we've never played AZ Altmar before. And the, we, there was a danger that we might just be overrating them. Going in, we'd, we just didn't know. When we play against Rangers, we'll know exactly where we are because you know of last season, yeah. you know, the dreaded couple of words last season. But as far as Alkmaar goes, a, a perfectly professional and solid night's work from the old Melee. tick. I absolutely loved the game. It mm. was just one of those ones. But recently we've seen we've seen Celtic come on every week, I feel. And this, this was the one we felt right. There's still a few questions to ask. No doubt we can blow teams out of the water in Scotland. For sure. That's fine. But you're sort of feeling like, right, that's us back in the stadium. We we got past that. Then we the full crowd. And you feel it like, yes, I've got my club back. I've got the thing I go mm. to. But that game on Thursday, I had a few questions about Celtic. But I was going into it without fear. I was like, Do you know what? We'll go up here and we'll see what we're made of and see if, if we don't play well. I still think we can get there, but to play that well and to go toe to toe with a very good team and to beat them and keep a clean sheet and we, we did ride a lot, but we could have scored more as well. But the most important thing for me was coming out of the game, or maybe it was into the next day, because not that way when a good result it builds into the next day and yeah. you just remember it and you give the odd yes during the day. But the same mm. way a bad result can lead into the next day. But the next day I was just like every so often I was like yes and I was like to yourself just to myself I was like yes <laughs> but I just felt and I just stopped myself doing it and realised that yes I've got my club back but this time I felt like I've got my team back I've mm. got something to believe in again I can go every week and think this team's going somewhere well, this is the start of something and I said it on the reaction thing but even if Celtic have a, a bad week this week and we maybe lose one of the games I still think we'll get back on track and this is going to be a really good season and as I said the start of something that could be very very special the, game, the, game the reaction thing oh. by the way we're, we're getting good at these Patreon plugs for so the, the reaction thing is, is what we did after that yeah um, if you um if you want to sponsor this podcast, we will do a wonderful job selling your, <laughs> selling your business. Um, the game, for me, 
I was just excited to get back to, to Parkhead again. And we were speaking about this Celtic, um, Stephen rather, uh, on the on the St Mirren <laughs> game. Uh, it just feels, even on the walk up to the game, that's what we were saying to each other. How different, how excited you feel to go yeah. and watch your team again. It's uh, brilliant. And sort of more, more focusing back to football, though, I was really curious to see how Ange would approach this game. Would they change up his philosophy? Would we see Celtic change formation? Would we be more conservative? No. No. That, that is not in the Ange Postacoglu playbook, is it, Melly? No, th- there will be slight tweaks, but with a team like this, it is, it's maybe a 50-50. So this is Celtic's level, and this is why mm. it was so so important to me, because it was a team that, in the past, we should go, we should be able to beat this team. We should be going into this and thinking, we, we, can, we can do something here. But recently, we've been just beaten down so much with the European results that you think we are going to struggle in any sort of European football. But if we can beat a team like this, like the Dutch league is a very good league. Mm. They finished a point behind PSV. This was a decent team, and I know they sold a couple of players, but this was a team that, if Celtic are going to do, I don't know about doing something in Europe, but this is what we want to see competing against teams like this, because Celtic should be. We've got the resources, we've got the budget, but now we've got the manager, and we're starting to get the players in, and it's only... What, was only what four signings that started that yeah. game so there could be more to come and when Celtic get their squad together going into this but that's it they didn't change their style and they went toe to toe and they were brilliant they were brilliant at points and AZ couldn't live with us we've seen it with St Mirren Dundee well, the Dundee game before and Hearts and all that they can't live with us European teams struggle against us yeah. as well because everybody knows their job everybody knows what they're doing but we attack and it's brilliant to watch. R- relentless, Stephen. And th- and this is the thing we've always kind of said when you're watching Celtic, attack's the best form of defence. We, should pl- we shouldn't be put off by these teams. How many managers we, sh- we shouldn't be off? And Brendan Rodgers tried it. He tried it against PSV and PSG and <laughs> Man City yeah. and it kind of backfired and Barcelona backfired against us a wee bit. But we, this is how you want to see Celtic approach these games. And that just tells me, screams to me about ultimate buy-in that these players have got in the manager. The confidence these guys have got, and we'll talk about some of the players, but the confidence these guys have got to approach this This Celtic team here, never in a million years at any point last season, never a million years last season, did they approach any game against any opposition, let alone one as daunting as important as this, with the, the fire and the relentlessness and the complete buy-in to the manager's plan yeah. that they, they approached this game here. Well, the players deserve... Compare this to Spartak, for example, <laughs> for last season. Uh, Sparta, yeah. Sparta, Sparta right, Once yeah. you're cut off, though, then just the, the <laughs> K come off then. Um, no, the, the, the players deserve an awful lot of credit for this as well because, as we've been discussing on a couple of podcasts recently as well, you might think, well, Ange Postecoglou has come in and improved all these players, and there's no doubt he has, but the players need to buy in as well. Yeah. The players need to allow themselves to be open to new ideas to, in order to get better as well. It's not, I mean, it would be the easiest thing in the world for, and I know a couple of players have, but for more players to have just left this sinking ship that we experienced last season as well. So to go from what we did last season to now, and it looks as if like no one has become disillusioned with it. Everyone mm. is fully buying back into what it means to be. I mean, it sounds a bit trite and all that, but to be a Celtic player, to, to live up to the expectations that we rightly or wrongly put on these players, but everyone seems to be fully bought into it. And really, I couldn't really fault any current players. That any, any of the players that are currently hovering in and around the, the first 11 or the three or four players that have been using other than that, they've all been to a man almost... Well, kind of perfect, really. Kind of apart, Starfelt has had a shaky start, mm. but other than that, everyone has been doing their job perfectly well, and everyone involved. Again, I, 
I've, that kind of sounded like I wanted to praise the players more than the manager. I mean, we wouldn't be in this position if it wasn't for the fact mm. we've got an absolute gem that, that looks like of a yeah, coach on our hands here. Yeah, for sure. Melly, players, Joe Hart. Big questions over Joe Hart coming at the Celtic team. Is he going to fit into Angie's system? There was, you know, there was a lot of people out there right out, just outright saying he is not an Ange Postacoglu goalkeeper. He doesn't fit in Ange's system, which I thought was absurd because Ange's the guy that signed him. Mm. But obviously you can understand why people might have thought that given that Joe yeah. Hart was a hangover from last year. Ange Postacoglu has brought him in. He's, he's came up with some big saves already. Yeah. And, and another one in this game. Yeah, right at the start of the game. And if that goes in, just imagine if he doesn't get that touch with his foot that takes it on mm-hmm. at the post. That's like five minutes into the game, you're a goal down and it's instantly, we're in for another one here, lads. This is going to be another tough European game. They had a couple of attacks by that point yeah, as well. Didn't yeah. Yeah. And it took Celtic a wee bit to get in it, but I felt that save with his foot really invigorated everybody, the fans and the players, because when you've got a keeper like, like Joe Hart, that is How much a, confidence does it give you? Oh, I'm hundred percent more confidence in his defence and himself. Mm. So that that just goes like we've got somebody there. If we make a mistake, with staff out made a couple of mistakes early on, mm. and heart bailed him out. Like yeah, right, okay, we can go on from there. He's made that save. Let's let's start the game from here, and that's what Celtic done. And this is what it's all about. Like yes, Joe Hart's not the best with his feet, but he's good enough. He's good enough. There's maybe one position in Angie's system that he can maybe say, right, I don't need the best player for that because mm. he'll do other things. Goalkeeper stops goals. Stops goals. Yeah. And if he didn't do that, if we had one of the other two keepers, they don't save that. Celtic will go down and that's a completely different game. And this is why you buy Joe Hart. And then we see later on in the game towards the end, he brings something completely different. And we'll talk about that yeah. later because I want to bring it up. But the save, he made a couple of decent saves, but that one with his foot yeah. was game changing for me. Yeah, the the Joe Hart thing. Um, I know Melly said we'll talk about it later, but let's but talk is, about it just now. Technically, <laughs> it's technically later. Yeah, it, it, because it, as soon as that left left Melly's mouth, there, Melly's beautiful mouth. Mm. I, I immediately wanted to talk <laughs> about it because yeah. it was on the, it was on the tip of my tongue there as well. Uh, we, we talked a lot uh, in recent seasons as well about the the intangibles, the intangible qualities that players have. Like Scott Brown, Mikel Lustig, and all that to, to mm. varying degrees. And we talked a lot about leadership, about how last season we had to have. Or we, we basically were completely bereft of it. We had mm. guys like Shane Duffy who just didn't work out for. We had Scott Brown who was ailing and towards the end of his career with Celtic. We, we had nothing like that. So we brought in a guy like Joe Hart who immediately seems to have taken on, you know, whether whether he was given it or not, he he, he has taken it upon himself to be something of a leader so on quickly. the pitch. It's yep. almost like exactly. he came in and went, this is my job here. This yeah. is my job to be a leader. I'm not here. He's not taking a couple of weeks to figure out who's the, who's the guys that change it. Joe Hart's went... I'm going to use all my 15 or whatever years experience of top flight football and I'm, for, going to give, yeah. I, I'm going to give this team it all. Yeah, and that and that's what I mean by that's why we call it an intangible because stuff like that's not going to show up in stats. You don't have expected communication <laughs> or, or anything like that. Expected rants at defender. Yeah. Every time he goes to the behind the goals. Expected bollockings per 90. <laughs> every time he goes behind the goals, I, I'm immediately reminded of that. Remember the famous video of him kicking the boards and all that? Yeah. I can give me the ball game. But I'm immediately reminded of that just it's because it's still so weird seeing Joe Hart in Celtic colours. But yeah, that's what he has brought so far. And people might think that's not particularly important, but to me, especially in that game, it, it was crucial because oh, right. he was the guy who was communicating with Ange. I mean, he it, was, it wasn't the other way around. It wasn't like you see the managers giving the whistle to a player and the players all turn around and he's relaying. It was the other way around. Joe Hart was shouting on Ange at one point. Yeah. And he was trying to communicate something about where he wanted him to be and he was demonstrating something with his feet. I couldn't work out what it mm. was, but it was obviously something... It was towards the end of the game where... 
you you talk about you know game management and things like that. He was getting involved in that, and then there was the moment that probably everyone has seen where he actually physically grabs Callum McGregor and a couple of others. Was it Welsh, Welsh and, and Starfield. Starfield? Actually grabs him by the collar and brings them all in to have like a discussion about what they're going to do for the next six or seven minutes of the game. This is this is really important. How many times did we hear about how? Barkas has just no got that. No, he no. just can't communicate with his defenders. <laughs> yes, he's yes, a, I'm he's mute. a mime. Yeah, and and it's not even a language thing. It's just not within him to to no. take control of situations like that. It, Scott Bain doesn't either. He doesn't have a language barrier either. So, yeah, it's to me, Joe Hart makes all the sense in the world at this moment. Yeah, we might find out that he'll. I mean, he's he's going to make mistakes. Well, I don't really care he about that. He's a goalkeeper, but it's of like, of course he is. And that's when all the chat will come out about he's going to misplace a pass, and then that's yeah. when all the chat's going to come out about how he should never be at Celtic and all yeah. that sort of stuff. Just before, just for I know you're signalling to talk to Emily. Just before you jump in, just very quickly, see when Callum McGregor gets subbed against St Mirren. Did anyone else think he was about to give the armband to Hart? Yeah, yeah, possibly. I thought he then he gave it to Ryan Christie, who looked as surprised as almost everyone else. Too soon for him, too soon. It was like that bit at the end of that terrible Indiana Jones film, The Crystal Skull, where that idiot Shia LaBeouf picks up the hat and he's about to put it on. Harrison Ford whips it off him and puts it back on his own head. I hope hope people have seen that film. Probably not, it's absolutely (laughs) good. I wouldn't recommend it, but it reminded me very much of that moment. (laughs) Melly, save us. Yeah, just just on Joe Hart, I was thinking about it and the terms of what Celtic needed and mm. look Joe Hart will make a mistake that okay everybody's going to do that but because he's a keeper because it's back there but he probably doesn't make as many misplaced passes as other players but because he's a goalkeeper it's, it's highlighted mm. more but the thing about Joe Hart I really love is he's not the best keeper Celtic can get Celtic mm. could maybe get a better keeper but he's the ideal keeper for Celtic because he's got everything they need and it's more the leadership qualities he brings yeah. and that sort of Captaincy, where he's not a captain, like you can say, oh, he's maybe a vice captain. He's choosing to be a leader without being chosen yeah. to be a leader. Yeah. He's taking it upon himself. Yeah. And Celtic could have went out and got some twenty-three-year-old keeper that's going to be brilliant at some point. But right now, the best keeper Celtic can get is Joe Hart because he brings everything I, they need. I, I hope Joe Hart's loving his football. Compa- I mean, yeah, he com- looks like he is. Full stadiums compared to what he was doing, like bit part here, there, and everywhere for the last couple of years. I, I really hope Joe Hart's enjoying his football. Um, Just a, a final thing before we move mm. on from Joe Hartley. Where where else in the pitch could we possibly get that? Like, someone who takes us... A goalkeeper. Right wing, where else could we get an experienced goalkeeper for right wing? But it's, <laughs> what, what I mean is that, forget the fact that he's 34, that's nothing for a keeper anyway. It doesn't yeah. concern me in the slightest. Um, that's you know, perfectly still within the, the realms of a peak athleticism for a keeper, I would say. Mm. But, where else would we be able to get a guy who brings all those qualities that we've just finished talking about? A Let guy, one go. Yeah, exactly. But a guy, a guy who's won the English Premier League, a guy who brings yeah. in seventy-five international caps or so. So again, I feel like I'm making two. I'm, I'm protesting too much about Joe Hart here, but I just I think it's important to acknowledge what he has done in a, a short space of time. Just sure. like Ange has. I mean, yeah. let's face it. Uh, Kyogo, the guy. Pause. Um, let me just stop. Before we talk about Kuyogo though, Tommy Rogic. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I mean, the, the t- a couple of touches on the ball there. Oh, sexy feet is back. And a couple of touches before he put that ball. I mean, Flick, just, he brought out a velvet cushion for somewhere and laid <laughs> the ball down on the ground with it. And before he put it in the box for Kuyogo, who was tremendous. But Tommy Rogic, back to his best. We're going to, I, I don't know how many weeks we're going to have to say this, but revitalised. Tom Rogic and terrific for that Kyogo goal. Oh, tremendous. And just at this, the first couple of minutes of the game, I felt feeling their way into it. There was a point where uh, one of the midfielders just sort of 
went past him and I was mm. like, oh no, Tom, is this is this a bit a step too far for you? But he grew into the game and thought that the piece of work he done for the goal, where it's just delightful to watch the feet and then the cross is inch perfect. But just when Celtic are trying to attack and the ball breaks out, but Cal McGregor's there and he just nods it to Rogic. The team know the system so well that Cal McGregor was in the exact right place, mm. wins the ball, plays it to Rogic, who's in the exact place to cross it for the get your striker, who's in the exact the right place at the right yeah. time. And this isn't this is by design. This isn't luck that he won that head on that. They all know what they're doing, and when they know what they're doing, they can go out there and play their football and express themselves. And that's what Tom Rogic is when he's at his best. He can go and take that ball, and there's nothing better than watching Tom Rogic in full flow. Do you know? Do you know what I'm thinking? Watching Tom Rogic, I'm thinking that Ange Postecoglou. Right, imagine with a blindfold on. And he's describing the exact sort of player he needs in that position. I need a guy who doesn't need to be particularly athletic. I don't need him to do back and forward, run about. I just need him to have great touch, great vision, great ability to pass. He's like, I kind of need like, you know, is that guy Tom Rogic still kicking about? <laughs> ah, he's, in, he's in the back. Well, but, but he's added the, the things you said, I don't need him to do this. He, he's added that to mm. his game this season and that's what makes yeah. it so good as well. Well, I quite literally said... Is Turnbull going to be able to recreate the 2016-17 Tom Rogic? Is he mm. going to be able to the, cre- the creative fulcrum of the side? Now, it turns out Tom Rogic is going to be 2016-17 Tom Rogic. He was right under our noses the whole time. Early days. Yeah, right? very, yeah. very. Let's discuss, he, he this yeah, let's discuss this in November, December, January time and see how if he's still having such a good time. But suffice to say, at this moment in time, it's just great seeing him back, looking like he enjoys his football. Like so many of these guys do compared to... You know, see these two words man you're banned I uh, just just mm. stop saying last season but I, I don't <laughs> last season last season is, is, a, is a reason to, to celebrate as well because that's like that's the the benchmark that we're comparing all this yes. amazing stuff against. Mm. So that, in a way, it's quite a positive to, well, to constantly. We've got something else to talk about later in the podcast. It won't be the last time we're mentioned no, last no. season. So why don't we just have you know? Nah, I'm going to stay on it. This podcast is going to have a lot of references to last season, given the fact that Neil Lennon was on Sports <laughs> yeah. t- talking about last season. James Forrest, another European goal for Celtic. We've had a couple of sniffs about James Forrest in this podcast, but again, I'm willing to write all that off. Another player who probably deserves a, a fresh clean sheet. Um, slate a fresh slate that's what I want to say a clean slate under Ash Postacoglu yeah he was uh, seeing the first half he, he was right in front of me and Stephen and I just felt he wasn't getting in the game and at the game I was getting frustrated with him because I felt is he hiding but since then I've, I've, I've sort of changed my stance on that because it looked like when Greg Taylor had the ball or somebody in there he was sort of in beside the fullback, not making an angle for the pass. Like I could see where Taylor should play the ball, but Forrest wasn't dropping. He was always mm. behind a player, mm. and it was frustrating me. But then I was thinking, look, James Forrest, been there and done it. He's got nearly 100 goals and 100 assists for Celtic. He's played in these games. Don't quite think he's hiding, but over on that left-hand side, it just doesn't suit him because he's no. receiving the ball the wrong way. And I think that's why I felt he was doing that. But into the second half, he was another one that sort of grew into the game. But... Forrest has got a good few goals this season. He's assisted a lot. Mm. I don't think he's played that well no. for James Forrest. There's so yeah. much more to come from, and I'm I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt right now because the team's playing well, so we don't need to rely on him. Yeah. But also, he's he's barely played ten matches in a year. So when we if we can get build James Forrest back up to where he can get to without having to play him every game because we've got the options to do that now. It's another good player to have in our hands and as the game went in and he gets that goal that deflects off someday but you make your own luck in that and just on that goal it's one of my favourite goals we've scored this mm. season. 
when you watch it, AZ play out from the back, yeah. and you see it, it is Rogic is closing down the sort of right centre half or right back, and then he shouts over, so Edward comes over behind him. Turnbull goes out to close down the guy with the ball, and Kyogo's there. So Celtic have created this sort of square mm. around these three players. They can't get out. They can't get out, and Kyogo, once Turnbull wins the back, he plays it in Kyogo nutmegs the guy as he plays it to Forrest and then we're scoring with both goals when they were in it's been a long time since I've felt like that at Celtic Park when mm. goals obviously we've not been there but that sheer elation the first goal was tremendous but that second goal we could win this game yeah. and we were flying at that point on James Forrest I mean the the focus has quite rightly been on guys like Kyogo and Abada and Turnbull as well because they, these guys are the kind of shiny new toys and Turnbull is still developing as a Celtic player as well so there's been a lot of focus on these guys but we've got guys like James Forrest who as Melly said I, I agree hasn't been setting the world alight so far this season but he's, he's got three goals yeah. already yeah. I mean we've probably got the top four or five scorers in the country already yeah. Across, yeah. across top five in the league the top five yeah, I'm not surprised Ralston of course uh, he's another one who's is, you know, get more than his first year of goals already. So we've Give got that these man guys. A new contract. Yeah, yeah. Why not? He said, "I'll come." I've been saying it for months, mate. I don't know what you're talking about. I've been saying it for years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can I just shock you? I think Anthony Ralston should get a new contract, despite what I said. Can earlier. I just shock you? I, honestly, just a second. I think it's a disgrace that the board have not given Anthony Ralston. <laughs> See if that boy's in the same money he was on for the last couple of years. Disgrace. Get it jacked right up. Exactly. Match highest earners clause by your football manager. Give him one of those, Melly. We need, we need a minute. Um, obviously, Celtic got a clean sheet in this game. Sadly, no way goals. Uh, you know, clean sheet at home yeah. and then scoring one over there would have probably killed the tie for us. How do you think our approach might differ to the away game? Because the tie's not over, isn't it? No, no, no I, th- I think we need to. And said, look, it's a new game. We need to com- go by the way we uh, just go as if it's nil nil. And mm. we had that chance at the end where the three chances were Edward, Ralston crosses at Edward, the keeper saves at the second save from Edward's head, does unbelievable. And then Montgomery comes in. But Celtic just need to go into this with a fresh mindset. It's still the exact same. We can maybe tweak it a wee bit defensively and. Maybe there'll be a wee change or two, but we have to go in there with a the thought we need to score because mm. look in this the, we always do this as Celtic fans and as football fans. It's Celtic away in Europe, but Ange Postecoglou go hold on a minute. I've only played two games yeah, away yeah, in Europe, yeah. so that we just sat on with that baggage. Yeah, here. that's nothing to do with me. So Celtic have had two away games, one good, one bad, but results wise but I thought both performances were good so if Celtic go and perform like they did in those two away games we should be okay here but I, f- I still feel if Celtic lose or go out this tie I won't be too down on it because I know how Celtic can play and it will just be another one like Stephen said this game's come a wee bit too early come September October Celtic could dispatch AZ pretty handily over two games yeah. but I still think we can go out there and do it and just what we need to do is keep it going yeah. because there's nothing wrong with it yes we might concede but with every game we have a chance of scoring yeah, I've got a wee I've got a wee feel like this has nothing to do with anything but I've got a wee feeling it might be like the Stuttgart game where Celtic won 3-1 at home went away mm. in the UEFA Cup run and got two early goals just mm. blew them out of the water and then sat back but I just feel like Celtic have got that in them to go away yeah. and score goals we, we definitely have it and it's to score goals Stephen um, yeah. it's, it's going to be a tough tie do you think Andrew changes approach or do you think more of the same 
Uh, I think, Melich, I think we might see the odd tweak. I wouldn't have been surprised had he played any part in the St Mirren game. I wouldn't have been surprised to see maybe James McCarthy come in, maybe mm. shore mm. things up a little bit in midfield. It's going to be a slow burn, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, think, I wouldn't have been surprised to see something like that. I don't know if Sorrow has got the same chance of playing that oh, I think McCarthy would have had, yeah. So I, I don't see it being too different, to be honest. But I mean, see, see we're talking about this, and I feel I felt it coming from Melly as well. It's like, the confidence we're now displaying, just yeah. just as his fans, the, the confidence we've got in his team has gone through the roof in a sh- very short space of time. And I know that might be slightly misplaced. Yeah. We'll find out, but that's... that's you have I mean, to enjoy it. Well, it's here. Boy, nature. oh boy, we did enjoy exactly. it. We deserve this. Yeah. Exactly. It's the nature of being a football fan. If we're getting carried away, then so be it. That's what it's supposed to be like. But the, the, the point is, it's like... In every single game now, you can see mm. Celtic scoring at least two or three goals. I mean, the, the way they're starting games, that particularly, and we spoke about it last week as well, the first half hour yeah. of these games is absolutely electrifying. And I don't I don't mean to get carried away here. I genuinely mean that. I'm not being like hyperbolic there. I'm, I'm sitting watching these games and I'm thinking to myself, this is better than I've seen in years. Yeah, yeah I, it really, again, really is. Yeah. don't want to get carried away. We've had Brendan Rodgers, which is great as well, but... To have gone from what we saw in the first couple of games where we were all panicking, we we're all talking about we're, we've not getting these players in quickly enough, and that's probably still the case. But to have gone from the first couple of performances of the season to me potentially talking about some of the best football I've seen in you know, years and years, or my entire life of being, mm. being a Celtic fan, is quite the turnaround. I think we can all agree. Just before we move on, you're talking about Ange's approach, and yes, he does. He does start games and go at things the right way, but seeing that his head game, he made changes towards the end. That yeah. the, the, the balance of the game could have swung, and he made substitutions. Even the, with the Joe Hart thing, I think where he ran, I think that was to go. Look, there's only a few minutes to get, go. Let's just go long. And we brought on Edward, and he was a sort of focal point for us to hit. He's not the most physical or the best mm. in the air, but he's got more power than Kyogo. So to bring yeah. him on, and it was we could hit it. We could hit it into the channels just to just to see the game out because that's what it needed we brought on Sorrow I think we brought on McCarthy and Sorrow and showed it up it's the, like the, Ange's got his way of playing but he's not afraid to make changes that will show games up and it was good to see that as well there's a, there's a lot of calm in the stand isn't there there's a lot more calm in the stand now you don't have people screaming for mm, substitution I've still got the guy behind me saying just punt it up the pitch <laughs> oh, like, come on I've got the guy beside me who went do you, who the guy does that blog well it's a YouTube show <laughs> eh? <laughs> and they made me put it in his phone so hopefully he's watching because I, I, I had to search it for him Stephen, you said uh, the Celtic are more exciting now to watch than ever. Doesn't it get more exciting than two six now wins back to back? Surely. No, I, I, again, I, I'm loath to get carried away because we started last season. There it yeah. is again. The last time we played now, well, two, yeah. lost 2-1 yeah exactly I mean look at that that's that's what we said after the game as well in our, our reactions and our video with the, the excellent Celtic Fans TV mm. we're now doing some crossover content with, with Paul over there but I said that look this is it's only humping St Mirren if you take that in isolation it's not that impressive but might I remind everyone these are the exact teams who are turning up to Celtic Park with no fear whatsoever and getting results uh, any 6-0 wins impressive yeah, of, of course it is but I just I mean it's even more so in this particular set of circumstances when you consider that these teams are just turning up and routinely getting results at Celtic Park would they drop 17 points 17 games <sighs> we dropped points in uh, last I mean, season look at I actually saw the, the highlights of that St Mirren game that was the one where Shane Duffy was playing God bless him he's back playing well and all yeah, that in yeah. Brighton but there was that goal where he was tight to that dermis, oh. I think it was. So the ball came down, but by the time the ball hit the net, he was further away from the player than when the move starts. Absolutely, absolutely incredible. But it's encouraging now. If Celtic can start to build some sort of fear factor 
back into I think it's here. Oh, yeah, God, ex- exactly. I mean, we said begun. before the game, didn't we, that you know, there's a couple of things that we wanted to to give Saint Mirren a miserable, a miserable yeah. day, and you know, within what twenty odd minutes, they 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 were they were a man down and two 0 down, yeah. and Alan Powell's ridiculous challenge, and there was a lot of that in the game, but. 20 minutes into that St Mirren game, Melly, those players must have had the pampers it. Exactly. It's another one. It's a home game after a tough European tie. Excuses were there for Celtic. Yeah. There was excuses there to go, do you know what? Maybe it'll just be a one-two and a win. Absolutely blew them away. And it's this relentless start again, just not giving teams a second in there. Like, I was watching the game again, make notes and... Like, in the first half, I had more notes than I think I had, like chance wise for Celtic than I had. Poindexter. <laughs> Professionalist. Would you, what you come reading off? Of? <laughs> I had more notes in that first half about good clear cut chances for Celtic than I remember in full games for any game last season. Mm. Celtic were basically carving them open at will. And it's a lot of times under Lennon and sometimes under Rodgers, Celtic would have the ball for having the ball sick. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. always an end game here. There's always a chance that comes from it here. And that's what, that's what we love. Me, but how many times last season were we watching Celtic and it was just like Scott Brown passing the field back, getting it back, yeah. passing, passing, like nothing happening, no penetration that's at all. What, that's what I'm getting at when comparing these games to, to the exact same fixtures we've seen previously. This, As I say, St Mirren turned up to Celtic Park and won fairly comfortably mm. just last season, just this calendar year that that was the big problem we didn't have any ideas against no. these teams it was just a case of right the good players will see us through we've got guys like Edward we've got guys like Forrest Christie surely if, if the, all else fails somebody will shoot for 35 yards and, yeah. and it will, will be totally fine that's what we saw last season so the different approach to these games not just the putting the fear factor back into these games that's quite important as well because you don't want teams being encouraged don't want Ross County turning up to Celtic Park thinking they can get a result mm. don't want St Mirren thinking well we can just do what we did last season and win but the the way that it's happening is again, just very encouraging as well the fact that we're systematically breaking these teams down that previously to all intents and purposes couldn't be broken down because we didn't have anything to do they it they can't do anything about the game we play no, no they can't, and, and some team is going to somewhere and it might happen this weekend it might happen this week come up against Neil Lennon's team get figured out even Brendan yeah. Rodgers team get figured out all teams get figured out eventually but I do not I do not think St Mirren had the facilities available to do anything <laughs> don't think you have the facilities for that bro I don't no. think they you're not that guy pal you're not that guy <laughs> and I don't think St Mirren had anything about them that could stop that I mean you're talking about the good players seen us through Stephen we've spent you know since this podcast started since he signed we've been talking about Kyogo I'm starting to feel sorry for Leah Labada Melly, yeah. because if Kyogo had not been signed, we'd be raving about this lad. Oh, he came in and like, we were all sceptical about him. Dudu Dahan, a lot of money for a, a Dudu Dahan player, 19 mm. years old, the team he played for Abba at Dabba the Dudu. best. And, that's, <laughs> and we've come, he's come in here and he's had the ground running. Yeah. And some players take a while to do that, but he just looks another guy built for Andrew's system. And it's another guy where he's that young that... Ange can mould him into the player yeah. he wants him to be. but So direct. As soon as he gets that ball, he's making a beeline for the fullback. And this is the thing. that The reason I loved Paddy Roberts so much is because I looked forward to going to seeing him because yeah. he 
sort of got me off my seat. Mm. Now we've got a badder that can do that. We've got Kyogo come in that's come in that can do that and added that to players we already had. Like, there's so many players I want to watch and a badder's one of them because yes, he can take players on, he can cross it that one, he uh, Ralston plays him in, he crossed it and Turnbull hit it off the post. That would have been a great goal. Yeah. A great goal, one of the best so far this season. But there's so many we can say about that so far. But my favourite thing about him is he's always looking to get in the end of chances. Oh. And that is quite rare sometimes mm. for wingers but every time the ball goes into the box and comes past the penalty spot he's there he's Great. there and I love that he's going to get on the end of plenty of shots he's going to get plenty of assists but most importantly he's going to get plenty of goals and that's another double at the weekend for him he's just <laughs> flying and he's missed a couple of games he's come in and out every time he comes in he slots in seamlessly yeah. and contributes and, and one thing we've always said about James Forrest he played his best football Stephen when Paddy Roberts was there he's, he spent basically all season with no other options with James Forrest on that side. Competition for Forrest? Yeah, no coincidence. I don't think that these players will bring out the best in players who are already there. No, of course, it's going to be... The what did I say, Stephen? Can, was it complacency? Well, no. Competition, competition kills, kills complacency. complacency. Yeah, did that. We're t-shirts on the way. With what <laughs> yeah. But are, are, are better players over the years... Lustig is another one. Lustig is another one who thrived when he had Adam Matthews next yeah. to him, fighting him all the way for for a place in the team. I don't think it's anything groundbreaking. It's nothing particularly insightful of us to point out that it's groundbreaking for Celtic. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's groundbreaking a, for us to have bring in some more than one good player yeah. for every position or for a number of positions. No, definitely, it can only be a good thing. James Forrest, we know what he's capable of, but. You'd never ever want someone too comfortable in their position. That's that's mm. never a good thing. You don't want to be the only guy of that position at the club. You know, obviously Ralston is, but they look to have uh, solved that now with yeah. bring, by bringing in a player. But it's not too much to ask for uh, having a competent player or, or two competent players for each position. What was your favourite goal, Melly? We're not going to go through all six. We can't possibly. Oh, favourite. I think it will be a bad as second because. The run inside from Greg Taylor was absolutely brilliant, and mm. he's he's obviously not had the best start to the season, but he settled in it and that ball across for a bad. And I love that type of header; it was just inch perfect. He heads it down and goes over. But I'll give a wee quick mention to the the six goal tumbles one because of the role Ayeti played in that yeah. by the pressing. And again, sure, it's yeah. another one, another guy that's came on not a lot of time, but he's doing what he's asked and he's getting the benefits from it. Hey, Jan Alwick. Save things. Jan. Jan. Is that, what is it? It's oh. no English or something. I don't know. Is it? Aye. Oh, it does. Go, have a go. Uh, have a, come, on. We are, we are. <laughs> come on. Give me a big stuff. He'll do it. He'll do it in the text. Come on. You must be joking. Jan. Okay, um, Jan. I'll, I don't care. You know what? It doesn't matter. Jack. <laughs> Jack, <laughs> is it? It's <laughs> a weird spelling. It's J-A-K. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Well, it's not my fault. Yak. 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 Right. Okay. Yeah. A day to forget for the for the stopper. Yeah, I mean, he's been all right for some minutes. for. I mean, he could have kept about three of them out the net. Aye, there was one about my favourite goal. Was a hologram angle. Was that a Celtic keeper before Joe Hart? I'm surprised they didn't sign him actually. Could just start collecting these guys, but uh, I, I, I mean, there's nothing really left to say about that other than the first goal was horrendous. The day didn't get much better for him. He made a couple of decent saves actually, and kind of kept it from getting ridiculous probably in mm. terms of scoreline so he probably deserves credit for that he's not the first keeper to do that against Celtic to have an absolute shocker but also make a few saves to keep it respectable I was, in that regard I was actually kind of fuming at the game because it was another one of those games that promised a 9 or 10 nil yeah. and didn't deliver on it absolutely disgusting it's the N in his surname that's thrown me right yeah. Alnwick uh, yeah, he's, yeah. Got, he's got an Alnwick in his surname <laughs> 
would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. That man again, Joe Hart, we we're talking about the leadership qualities. Even Jack was saying that he came over to him at halftime to regroup, make saves. Now, that has got a good pep talk, right? Um, what I would have said was, look, relax, you've already made an arse yet. Aye. Can it can it get can it get much worse? Jing Joe Hart can tell that he'd been in Barcast as well. <laughs> he doesn't even start with them. <laughs> At least start and then move on to the other. He's probably not good. He's he's too big. He's big dog then. It's he's... weird how we tolerate this from the goalkeeping club though. Imagine that was strikers. Yeah, by the way, what you do is put it in the bottom, <laughs> bottom <laughs> left corner. See him, he kinda saved his left, so next time you get an opportunity, just stick it stick it down there. Um, Alan Power, you singled him out for before the game. Steve, we've yeah. been on a few the ends of a few Alan Power challenges in our time. Uh, Melly, straight red, no question, up the road, in the bath, see you later. Yeah, it's, it's one of the only countries, f- footballing countries, that would debate that. <laughs> it's, it's a wild challenge, and this is why Scottish football is still in the dark ages. This stuff, uh, oh, it could have been a yell. It's a straight red all day. The guy flew in. Even when you see the still, and I know stills don't do it, but the yeah. ball is miles away. He's yeah. just flying in there. And Studs he's, up, he's walked away height, as if... Yeah as if it's going to be a yellow then he's pretending to be shocked as if this is an outrage it's a shocking tackle that 
needs taken out of the game because he's went his team have went a goal down. And the thing about it is, yes, it's a shock tackle, he should be sent off. But for his teammates to go out, you're one of the most experienced, meant to yeah. be the experienced guy coming in to help us out, and you've just let us down. You have sold yourself, so you don't need Beat to play. It, didn't he? Uh, you don't it. need to play the rest of the match, but we need to come out here against this team that are rampant and play against ten men because you you just think, Oh fuck this and it's pathetic <laughs> mm. from him. Stephen, um, you signalled Alan Power, you knew that was coming. Ryan Christie was cited for a similar challenge in the game. There was talk online that probably should have been a red card as well, not for me, Jeff. Yeah. I, I, I don't have a problem with the comparison being made because, you know, ostensibly they were similar in that they were quite hard, you know, challenges on similar areas but the opposite side of the pitch. I don't have a problem with them being compared mm. because the likely outcome is that. Right, we'll compare these two quite similar challenges. That one was a red, that one wasn't. There's yeah. your outcome, right? Yeah. Well, where I do have a problem is drawing a straight line between the two as if they should have had the same outcome. I, I think that's ridiculous. And I'm not being, you know, I'm not getting the, the tinted, the green tinted glasses on or anything mm. like here. I'm just I'm being objective about it and I don't see how you could possibly draw the conclusion that they were both straight red cards. I don't have a problem with them being compared because, you know, fair enough, they happened in the same game and they deserve to be spoken about. But that's it. That, that's really it, as far as I'm concerned. See, just on that, there's, there's another one where Christy and Sorrow later in the game. It's why I just can't trust Sorrow. Look, mate, it's 6-0 against St Mirren. Why are you getting booked flying mm, into challenges yeah. like that? And Christy, and it, it's not, I don't mind Celtic players going in for challenges, but it's going into the game next week because mm. even Kyogo, like, don't give the referee an excuse because it's easy they to will say that, though, take isn't it? it. I'll say that, mate. But well, it was something I was going to bring up. There was a lot of that in the game for for St. Mirren players leaving elbows and leaving feet and yeah, pushing, it's just, poking, prodding. It's, it's more a thing building up to next week's game mm. because you know, no matter who the referee is going to be, it's at Ibrox. I think next week. Even worse. <laughs> there you go. It's at Ibrox. We won't have any fans there. I so mean, on the refs, though, take your pick. I mean, Willie Collin was terrible. Well, that's what I was, another thing I was going to bring up. Like, Such an odd wee man, isn't he? Oh, oh bizarre, yeah. <laughs> creepy, creepy man. Definitely keeps his socks on and, <laughs> and a T-shirt. Yeah. And a T-shirt. <laughs> but taking those green-tinted specs off, mm. again, we'll, we'll need to bring it up when we're winning. St Mirren had a goal disallowed that was nowhere near offside. Nah, You've yeah. seen Anthony Ralston after the goal goes in, sort of scurry up and get on line. That's an easy decision for a linesman looking across, and it's, again, a pathetic decision. He's probably lost in Anthony Ralston's eyes, though, the linesman. He's Probably easily done. Easily, he, done. Uh, easily done, as you say. It can't be all positive. Greg Taylor's not good enough. Fight me. <laughs> Who's arguing with you? Oh, you, you <laughs> <I don't, laughs> there you go. No argument. No argument there, precisely. So, uh, two things, two negatives from that game. Greg Taylor is just... You know, sometimes, Stephen, when I'm doing this podcast, I say things like, I hate to do the... I don't hate to do it. It just feels like something I should say. Greg Taylor doesn't listen to this podcast. He doesn't watch. Certainly not a subscriber. Certainly not a Patreon because we see everyone's name. So I'm going to sit here and say, Greg Taylor, not good enough. Well, we'll see how you feel when he issues a statement about this, about this podcast. <laughs> Start your own teary-eyed, podcast. Uh, a teary-eyed do, podcast. Do you not think he has kind of improved? But I do agree going forward. That Celtic. Just, just do you not but, think that every time the play goes down the line, it more often not breaks down when he's yeah, at the Well, he, he did ball. get a decent assist in there. And look, I agree with you. The, the AZ game, it, he was the one him and Starfelt were the ones who went, oh, they're maybe a bit out of their depth here. Mm. Starfelt, I think, can improve, but I don't think you're going to get that improvement with Greg Taylor. But I think he's done enough in the games to say, do you know what? If we bring in a new left-back, left he's fine for the guy underneath him. And uh, look, we can do better, but in the scale of things, he's 
done okay enough to say, look, see if we have to have Greg Taylor as a competition for left back for the rest of the season. Fine until we can get some. Well, that's it. I mean, he can move. He could have, in effect, moved in the peck order. But I also thought some of our part, and it's easy when you're like four or five nil up. You're not going to be as on top of things as you were. But I felt like some of our passing was quite slack in the game as well. Yeah, I mean that that's bound to happen. It's it's kind of human nature. As much as I'm joking about you know the the, the kind of figurative taking the foot off the gas when you're five 0 up instead of going for the nine or ten that the, the crowd are absolutely baying for. Mm. Uh, well, only me really. It's why, like, why it so really happens? Ah, it's exactly. Yeah. It's only human nature. I mean, and, in a sense, it would be it'd probably be crazy to just go hearing after this yeah. nine or ten. I mean, it's every goal is important. Another game midweek in a game. The, the, you're, there's lots of football. We've yeah, played. I mean, every goal is important, but I don't think Andrew would be particularly happy about standard slipping in when it comes to passing I, I, I'm not saying or you should go after 9 or 10 goals but uh, starting to get a bit wayward with the passing I, I don't think is really when it's really acceptable from the manager's point of view but again it's, I don't think we're in, in any danger at any point it was, no, like, it no. was a total no, canter no, no, the game no. so it was uh, again it's, it is probably just human nature that things start to slip a little bit towards the end of a game I, I was completely unmoved by any giving away of the ball you said uh, Greg Taylor probably could end up moving down the pecking order if we brought a, f- a left back in we brought in Juranovic Croatian international right back we're obviously going to do a scouting podcast on him patreon.com slash 20 minute tims every player that comes in we have them professionally scouted we scout report and a podcast to go along with it that's much needed competition for Anthony Ralston um, I don't know how Juranovic is going to get in ahead of him frankly on, on some of these performances so a lot of money to pay for a backup for old uh, Ralstonator, but this is what we need. We can't just go, oh, do you know what, Tony Ralston's played well, he's fine. We need to bring in more yeah. quality because you should see one injury or two away, even like the drop-off with James McCarthy being out, the drop-off from Cal McGregor to Sorrow was stark for me towards yeah. the end of the game. So we need these players coming in. And like, Ralston will maybe have a dip in form or he might fall out the team for a wee bit because we've seen in his career, it might be difficult for him to keep this up, but bringing in a guy a quality of that, this is what Celtic should be yeah. doing. This is what we need to be doing. We've known all summer we've needed a right-back. We've got one in and it looks by all intents and purposes to be a bit of a gem. So... I can't get enough of good players, so get them in. We're also linked with Nisbet from Hibs, Stephen, with Lee Griffiths, possibly going on the way. Terrific, terrific bit of business for Celtic. Basically just paying Lee Griffiths to go um, <laughs> uh, go go and play for Hibs. And then a Greek striker, his name escaped me as I'm saying these words out of my mouth right now. Georgios Giacomakis, I think his, his name is. I'm not sure about the pronunciation, but that's basically how it's written, Giacomakis. So I'll, what, go, I'll go with that for what, now. But if, say we get the say we get Nisbet and Giacomakis, say we get them in, or one or the other we get in, how do you rate the business we are doing in this window so far? Because there was a lot of pressure on Celtic to do decent business. Now, I've had a cursory look at the transfer market. No, Hardly anyone's making big moves in terms of quantity of players. I had a look. I think Celtic have signed more first-team players than anyone bar Watford, I think, who signed right. 11, uh, who've signed 11 this window. In terms of transfer market liquidity, what they're talking about, big, big players coming in and out, Celtic got, what, 13-odd million, 15 million for Christopher Iyer, which is all, like, that is pretty impressive in itself, given the amount of business and the amount of money that's been spent in the transfer window. Do you feel that Ange has been fully backed, partially backed? Are you happy with the business we've done so far? I think, for me, it's pretty undeniable that we're doing the we're doing the deals. Yeah, I'm perfectly happy with the deals that have been done. I'm, I'm 
pretty confident in all the players that have been brought in. Aside from the ones, I suppose, being counted in those, that high level of business, are players who haven't played yet, yeah. like Urugidi and guys like that, right? Lawal, Urugidi and Liam Shaw, you can pretty forget, but, but yeah. Abada, Furuhashi, Carfelt, James McCarthy. Carfelt? Yeah, yeah Carfelt. Mm. <laughs> uh, and Joe Hart, all first-team players. Juranovic will probably be a first-team player. Any striker we sign will likely be considered a first-team player. Yeah, depending on what's, what's going on with uh, Yeti and Edward and all that, mm. who I, expe- I think we expect to Edward to probably go in the yeah. next week or so. Hopefully not, but you know, well, I think we'll yeah. probably assume he is. Um, the, the, by and large, I think the business has been great. Now, the only reservation that most people seem to have is the timing of it, of course, because we've gone out of the Champions League and then signed a load of players. Yeah. I understand that. I think it, things the wheels could have been going in, in motion a little bit earlier and we could have got business done sooner. However, I just don't think that can be done across the board. And I think we've seen a couple of examples of what we've been talking about recently. Buta, who we're linked with for a long time. I don't think he's quite signed for Everton yet, but he's been he's been heavily linked to a yep. move to Everton. I think that's what we're up against. I think we are facing that, what I've mentioned a couple of times, the whole you know, agent brinksmanship, right? We've got an offer. We've got a solid offer here from Celtic. They want you in the door June the 1st, right? We'll get, get you ready for Champions League qualifiers. Or Everton... I've been on the phone. They've not put in a bid yet, well, but there's there's interest there. If you hold your hold fire for three weeks, that's an probably agent's get your, job. That's it. That's, that's it. the agent's <clears> job. And, and that's and what I've been saying, and that's what what Celtic are up against. So we shouldn't be surprised if that on occasion happens. It's not always a case of oh, typical Celtic failing to get yeah. that over the line because and we're not just backing the club. You're obviously Celtic no, no. make mistakes. Celtic oh, make errors, and we've identified that the, you know the centre half case of the centre half. Taylor Ayer can go one year ago and not have it and giving yourself a whole year to get that job done and not doing it is, you know, a, almost a unique position that Celtic should have had the centre-half in by time because they, they had a full year to do it. You could point to right-back. Yeah. We let a right-back go in January. We knew this was a case and they were like... But you're, you're right, it's... it's You know, there's this notion still that you sort of see as well, like, if a player's to think about it, then we should just walk away. These, this is no... Where, this, where do you end up down the list? Exactly. Aye, you know what I mean? If, these guys need to think about their futures and that's... It's right, you know... Got a big money call for Celtic for Juranovic. His agent will and his agent go, Do you want do you definitely want to go say, Do you want me to make a few phone calls? See if I can get Burnley, Southampton, I've got a few contacts in England. Do you want Yeah. Was it Ledger he played for? Yeah. We weren't prepared to let him go until they'd played their Champions League qualifiers. So just the assumption, you know, just because he arrives on the twentieth of August, it's, it doesn't mean he's been available since the day the first day the window opened. And you have to look at what other clubs do as well. Like almost no football club has all their ducks in a row for every player coming in the first week of the window. Never. It just doesn't, it just literally does not happen. And there's, I don't know the reason for it, but there's evidently a reason that the transfer window is two months long and most of the business is done by everyone at the end of it. It's for Jim White's paycheck, isn't it? That's not anymore. Jim. Oh, no, of course no, not. No, no. He's hung up the yellow tie. As you say, there's times with Celtic, well, even Ange said it, we could have been, we were too hesitant, we, sh- we could have made deals happening. The thing this season and most seasons is, to get through the Mitchell and ties would it only taken one or two players yeah, in, and yeah. that, that that that's the still the still the frustration. But if Celtic can get through this week and get into Europa League and get a result against Rangers, we'll forget about all the weeks where we're getting very 
very touchy about the frustrations, the games against uh, Hearts and Michelin where we're going, come on, we need to get a move on here because Celtic did have so much to do. But at the same time, that's Celtic's fault for getting in themselves into that position. Now, they're trying to address that with the new manager, the new CEO, and fair play to them. But we and could have done things better. But see if, if, like Celtic, if they sign a striker, if they sign scales the left back and we maybe get another centre half you're looking at it and going oh wait see every position I wanted Celtic to address they've actually done it how much did we spend on Juranovic 2.5 because I mean that's I'm just looking at some of these fees here 4 million for Starfield 4.6 for Furuhashi 3.4 for Lee Alabada I mean we're talking Tom, we could end up spending 20 million quid in this window. Yeah. That, and that's not even including, you know, the, the change we've spent on the likes of Shaw, Urugide and Lawal. But it could, that's the pretty much the minimum we had to spend because we got ourselves in such a mess. Mm. But at least it's all been addressed. And I'm not sitting here saying everything's perfect, by no, the way, no, and the board no. are doing a great but job. But what I'm saying is... It just shows yeah. you what the results do. See, if we were losing the are losing a game yeah. here or there, or we lost that tie against Altmar last week, we need to get these players in. But we're battering teams in domestically and we're doing well in Europe if we can get through the next two games without any any losses we're looking good and you feel we can only get better so if the, everything's going well on the pitch everything else falls into place if things aren't going well on the pitch that's when things get frustrating and things are going well on the pitch so we can't complain and it just feels like Celtic are going somewhere now but there's still a couple of players we could do with. Uh, Neil Lennon was in the news uh, recently. He was on Sports Sound. I know, look, he was on Sports Sound and he was talking about uh, it's self-evident that the performances have improved because that the, the fans are back and he believed that. He was, he was, he was. A question was put to Neil Lennon that I thought was unfair. And the 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 premise was why were the players not playing for you last season, but they're playing for Ange this season. And he says, I take exception to that theory that they weren't playing for me now and they're playing for Ange. He goes, the year before they were incredible for me. We beat Lazio, we won a treble, but when the lockdown came, it affected the players. We were in the midst of a pandemic. Players were coming into the club and after being told Glasgow was a great city and there would be big crowds and a nice social life, they had absolutely, they had absolutely none of that. I'm going to take issue with what you did there, Stephen, because I've seen a lot social of it. I've seen a lot of it online. It's important to Lenny. Yeah, Look, sure social is. life's important oh, to the course, players. Come on, let's not dismiss it. You don't sell that to the. Don't go come to Glasgow. You've got a crack in social life, though. Oh, you do. You, you say there's good places to eat. There's I, plenty I, to do. Uh, there's players are not. You do not think like the the life outside football is important to footballers. Oh, of course it is. Well, but of course it is. So, why, why do you go on holiday places? Because it's, it's definitely it's definitely a thing. Nando's you, and tenants. <laughs> oh, yeah, hey, that, hey, nothing wrong with Nando's <laughs> and tenants, man. Um, he was then asked about Odson Edward. They said you could tell in pre-season that his body language wasn't with us. I think he was in the mindset that his representatives that a move was in the offing. Um, he was sought after by everyone, but when the pandemic came, we had one bid for Odson and it was nowhere near the valuation of the players. Now, don't want to spend too much time talking about this because it just brings us back onto last season, which is something we're trying to avoid. Um, but I kind of took issue with some of the response that I've seen online because a lot of the response, Aki's talking shit. Aki's talking rubbish. It's like dismissing... Fully and entirely everything that Neil Lennon says. It's all your fault. You were you're just a terrible manager. And all these things that you've talked about, the pandemic, about I said, like, how dare he blame Odson Edward? For me, there's no value if we're trying to understand what happened last season, there's no value in just completely dismissing no, everything Neil Lennon says out of hand. For example, I can believe Odson Edward maybe thought he was getting a move last season. We all kind of thought Odson Edward was getting a move last season. I can maybe buy into the theory that the players just didn't down tools for Neil Lennon last season and you know, they're, they're playing for Ange now, there might be a, a bit more than that. But at the same time, Ellen, it's you spoke offline. 
I just wish Neil Lennon would stop talking about this because he'd, he's never taken responsibility. No, he's pointing it. to everything else. And he's well within his rights to fight his corner. He's well within his rights to try and build up his, his reputation again as a manager. That and, and every time he opens his mouth, he's obviously going to point to the positive things that he achieved as Celtic manager. But just either, either takes some responsibility for it or stop talking about it. That's the problem, is it? Is the responsibility thing? And look, I don't doubt last season was difficult for Neil Lennon of course it was nobody's ever had to go through the things no manager's had to go through that it's just something you can't be prepared for yeah. it's just something that happens in our lifetime but to go from that and just go well fans are back that, that's all the difference like, no it's not because you can see by watching this team they know what they're doing they've yeah. got a style that was Neil that Lennon. to me as well was like why are you saying it's self-evident that fans are back things have improved why are you not giving the new manager any credit here that, either and that's the problem because he's just come out and said ah that's all the difference but if fans had been in the stadium last year he would have been hounded out months before mm. he got the only reason he kept his job because fans weren't there and it had to go to protest and look Lennon's probably got a bit of the board haven't done what they should have. I've heard things where I thought, look, do you know what? That sounds as if it could be true. But mm. for Neil Lennon to come out and just say, look, this and that and this and that, you have to caveat that with, I made mistakes too. I could have done things better. But the whole thing I always find now is, if Celtic don't play well under Ange, they can go, right, we know the system. It maybe just wasn't our day or we made mistakes. If Celtic don't play well under Neil Lennon, it's the players need to do better. Not we yeah. need to do better, the system, we need to work on that. It's the players, it's it just, always the players. It's no responsibility taken. And, I mean, Neil Lennon's approached even, I'm right, I'm right. He just needs to stop talking about it. Aye, and what you're saying about people jumping on the back of this and saying, oh, he's just talking pish, that nothing he says rings true, that wouldn't happen if he took any responsibility whatsoever. The, the fact that he doesn't do that is why people are so yeah. angry about it. If you're it, Neil Lennon's PR man, what you tell him? You've got sports. Well, so you're like, Neil Lennon, he's lined up for sports sound. They're going to be talking to him about Ange. They're going to be talking to him about Celtic this season. He needs prepped. He needs answers, Stephen. What direction do you give Neil Lennon? You're his PR guy now. <laughs> right. Phone in sick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, basically. I, I get it. I understand why he's doing this. I understand why he is... Not why he's relieving of himself of any mm. responsibility for the season because I think that's ridiculous, quite frankly. For a manager to say the difference between a good Celtic team and losing the league by 25 points as fans <laughs> is frankly absurd and it's insulting, to be perfectly honest. And he's already insulted the fans last Aye, season. And that, that's it. That's, not not this interview specifically, right? I think the previous one on sports they're all more or less the same. Uh, they are quite quite similar, but the in previous iterations of this, there's been quite a, a go at the fans and their entitlement and yeah. not using that word, but he did actually. It was very close to that, wasn't yeah, it? Was he he walked right up to the line of saying that they're entitled and then just didn't cross over it. There was the the chat that we were unhealthily obsessed with ten in a row, and I'm like, well, the only reason you had the job was because everyone was obsessed with ten in a row. That's the, that was your sole qualification mm. for the job was that you knew what it took and all that kind of stuff I understand now that he's trying to rescue or salvage his reputation his public reputation because that's not good he doesn't have a good reputation no. he is a guy who and I'm going to be quite blunt about this he's a guy who is too closely associated with being unprofessional and yeah. and drinking and, and stuff like that mm. but we, we look at the, the timeline of last season I don't think it was particularly fair to call Neil Lennon some of the things that he was called when he got the job. Like, and ginger. <laughs> ginger. Ginger twat. <laughs> you beardy twat. Yeah. Absolutely Chubby fabulous. Manager. <laughs> yeah. But the, the stuff you hear about him, like drinking and all that kind of stuff, that would, that would go away very quickly if it wasn't for the fact that he kept 
every time is too closely associated with it. So there was there was the, the Dubai thing. The, the first thing anyone sees of the Dubai trip is the Bevian, right? And yeah. then the, and two minutes after he's lost the job, he's steaming and getting in fights with stuff. Yeah. And, and every, that's it's totally unfair to judge the guy's personal life on these basis, but. For everyone who thought that all along, everyone's just like, well, like this of cloud course, of there un- he goes. A un- uh, cloud of unprofessionalism sort of follows Neil Lennon Exactly. About. And now he has to fix that. If he's ever going to get another job in football, he has mm. to put that right. And that's what he's doing. He's trying to fix the PR. Some fun runs. He's <laughs> 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 helping old ladies cross the street yeah. outside tenants and stuff like that. Right? So, I get what he's doing. I just wish it wouldn't come at the expense of logic and mm-hmm. blaming the fans and blaming the players and blaming everything else because we're not buying it. Some Sheffield United or whoever he's trying to get a job with might swallow this stuff, but I've lost it. Much like I said with Gordon Strachan, I've lost interest in hearing for the guy for now, to be perfectly honest. I'm sick of it. Neil Lennon failed to beat Rangers, Melly, last season. We never beat Rangers last season. Um, Ange Postcoglu is coming up to play the Huns this weekend. I thought when the fixture list came out, oh no, Yep. when I saw this, now I'm thinking if Ange beats the Huns and gets us into Europe, I'm just going to call him daddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting that way. Even if Celtic lose to Rangers, I still think I'll just call him dad instead of daddy, but I'll still get <laughs> there at some point. Uh, we'll get there at some point, but look, the love for Ange, for Kyogo, in such a short space of time, we sat here three, four weeks ago and that, oh dear, this is, this is bad. But Just on Kyogo, did you know a bus full of potentially coked up Rangers fans were being racist <laughs> about him? I, All right, uh, I, detour. Was, I was shocked. <laughs> detour into this, right, before yeah. we get... Before we're not we going to spend too much time in this. No, but... But, I mean, I was, I was shocked. Racism storm envelops Scottish football once again. Yeah, I, I have to admit that when I first, and we'll go back to the point you were trying to make there, Melly, sorry, it's just that Jamie has brought this up and we mm. probably should address it because it is important. But the my initial reaction to this was one of complete apathy, right? And I, I'll explain what I mean by that. For one to be outraged to anything, there has to be an element of surprise. Yeah. You have yeah. to be surprised by something in order to be outraged by it. And I just saw it and I thought, I will it was the, it, for me... It was the most obvious thing in the world. I'll, I'll pose Imagine this. my shock. <laughs> yes. I'll pose this scenario to, to both of you guys. Just a completely hypothetical game here. Just a wee, a wee thought experiment. I'm going to take the worst people imaginable. Yeah. People who belong on the very fringes of society, mm. the worst elements of, of okay. public life. I'm going to put them all in a container, let's say a bus, for example, right? <laughs> right. I'm going to add elements of alcohol, probably cocaine as well. <laughs> They're going to be singing songs. Also, there's another element, a high-profile very successful foreign footballer. Well, are the songs going to be A, very racist indeed, mm. B, not at all racist, mm. or C, looks racist but is taken out of context? Wh- which one? I'll give you a clue before you answer, before before uh-huh. you give it too quick an answer. Celtic have recently signed a man whose physical appearance is not the same as theirs. Oh. Now, is it going to be A, B, or C? I'm going to go for, I forgot which order they were in, but the one that was very racist. <laughs> right, no, so section A, yes. Okay, it's, see this stuff, it's, it's utterly, utterly depressing, but at the same time, completely unsurprising. It's, I, I, the, the, it's a mess. Yeah. We've got a, a friend in the group chat who made a great point. He's a, he's a Rangers fan and he says, I'm going to look, yeah, I thought I would stop. Oh, come out. No, stop going to Ibrox, right? Because he goes, I was at Ibrox. He goes, whilst the players are taking the knee, the stands are ringing out with songs of bigotry and they're travelling to the game singing racism and they're standing with Glenn Kamara while these players... It's a, it's, a hot, it's, that, that, it's a hot mess. The Rangers support is a hot mess and we knew it was coming. And, and do you know what? On a serious point, 
this all started again, right? This very vocal and vociferous racism with Scott Sinclair. Do you remember? Yeah. All that started pre-season in Scott Sinclair with those banners at the games that were playing against Linfield and the Rangers fans picked it up. And I said in this podcast, Scott Sinclair is the canary in the coal mine. You need to, if they came down hard at that point, it, when it raised its head again with Scott Sinclair, we wouldn't be having this conversation now because it just it's sort of treated with kid gloves. But anyway, it was the most, as you say, Millie, the most unsurprising, obvious thing and that it was always going to happen. And Rangers have taken the tickets off us because they're crap at the moment. And um, anyway, back to the, the point you're making, if you can remember it. Yeah, it was a shocker from the club built on hate. I didn't expect it, didn't but... Expect it. Talking about Ange going there, this is a good good opportunity for Celtic. Again, it's another week where we get to see what Celtic are made of again. Mm. We've got two tough games, but if you had said to me three weeks ago, Altmar away, Rangers away, I'd be like, oh no, now I'm at, bring it on, bring it on. I, I can't wait for every Celtic game, every game we go on to, I think we can win, I think we can score, and we can play well. Now, we might not get the results, as I say, in these games, but I still feel once this week's out of the way and we get back after the international break, we're going to see Celtic. We're going to see what Celtic are made yeah. of and we're going to have group stage games, we're going to have league games, the games are going to be coming fit and fast. Rangers and have got I a difficult wait. try. They've, they've got a difficult trip to, to Alishkert, which is in Armenia, yes, if I remember yeah. correctly. That flight isn't going to be kind to them. No, hopefully not. Uh, that, that, it's that would, really bumpy. <laughs> really bumpy, hot and sweaty as well. Yeah. Lots of farts in there. Oh. And, and, and playing, as, <laughs> playing as well. You know what these flights yeah. are like. A lot of men, a lot of protein farts on there. But <laughs> exactly what I said up front in this, exactly how we opened this podcast is that I said this is going to be the real test for me. That's just my personal opinion. We, I'm not saying it's a bigger test in terms of quality over Alkmaar. But what I think is that we'll learn more from what we do against Rangers yeah. than any other fixture so far. Because, yeah, we, we don't set ourselves against Rangers. It's just that that's the easiest comparison to make with it's what we've seen before. It's always a marker, that first, that first Glasgow derby is always a marker, Especially with it? how it's been going. Mm. We've, we've lost the upper hand in these games quite some time ago, yeah. and we're not getting the results anymore. It went from totally dominating them to beating them but starting to lose that kind of that kind of killer instinct against them starting to lose the the total domination that we once had to just plain getting gubbed off them at yeah. the end of last season so this to me is when we will know a, a lot about this team like i'm not i'm not saying if we happen to not get a result in this game then the season's over not at all i just i just think we'll know where celtic truly stand in terms of the development going forward but see when we find out where celtic stand right now We'll probably go into this game without Juranovic won't start the game. Yeah. We might have a left back and we might have a striker. So even if we lose this game, we've still got things to improve yeah. on going forward. Yeah. So it is a, hangy, a, a a bit of a marker, but Celtic can get better from there. But yeah. see if you were working for Sky or whoever sorts of contracts with Sky, would you can not? You go- me, mate? <laughs> of course not. Making a shitload out of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> would you not go to Rangers? Like, what are you doing? How can mm. we sell a game where there's no away fans? That's a yeah. disgrace. Like you've already taken down. From... Sky allowed to do that? They paid their twenty five grand to Rangers. Oh uh, yeah. That, well, that's it. So you've got Sky. Well, I think Sky because they're part of the TV. They'll need to get access like UEFA and that. But so the BBC can't speak about. Well, I don't think get they're, to speak I think they're only using old photos of Rangers as well. It's <laughs> see, a mess. See the BBC their mugs as well. Just don't talk about them. Yeah. And then see yeah. how it goes. But with Sky as well, what I mean is, imagine this is the biggest derby in the world. We have one of the biggest derbies live. You're not getting any away fans because they're Come and they're, listen to 90 minutes mood. of racism and sectarian news. By the way, the Rangers players definitely clap when they play in lands. 
<laughs> Definitely clap when the plane. Lands. Definitely, and they all stand up as soon as it lands oh. as well and block the block the entire. Yeah. They all do that as well. But <laughs> see the the away tickets thing. I'm going to explain what it is in case people don't know. So, uh, Rangers rescinded yeah. Celtic's away allocation after Celtic couldn't give them cast iron guarantees that Rangers would get an away allocation in January. Obviously, with COVID and all that, Celtic felt they couldn't give cast iron guarantees. Me personally, I would have just told them I. Doing it? Yeah. I just uh, and then come January, you, you know, tell your story walking, well, COVID, I, you can't get in. I exactly. We were worried about that at the time, but we missed that opportunity. But mm. the tickets thing. Started a couple of seasons ago now. And, yeah. And what what I said about it at the time is that Rangers, desperate to cling on to this old firm thing, right, that Celtic have long given up on. Fans don't really want to hear it anymore. Rangers are the ones who are desperate to cling on to this, but also they're cutting their own legs off when it comes mm-hmm. to actually developing this as a fixture or like getting it back to how they perceive the, the good old days of the old firm was because... What makes it what it is is the rivalry, is the yeah. fans and all that. So uh, to me, it seems like a, a it's crazy so move. petty and nah, really it's... honestly pathetic. And, you know, you see some people online, Celtic fans online, saying Celtic should just give Rangers their full allocation and get ours. Rangers don't want Celtic fans in the ground. No. That, that's why. So if we gave them their full allocation, they would still turn around and go, well, you're not getting yours. <laughs> they, don't, they don't want it. They're just cutting their nose yeah. off despite their <laughs> faces. We have full match build-up. Every away game this season, obviously, home games, being season ticket holders, we go to the games. So it's very difficult to do the live build-up before the games. But we're doing live build-up for all away games this season. Patreon.com slash 20MinuteTims. That's a unique piece of content for the all-in tier. We will also have a reaction, maybe a live reaction, live podcast. We're trying to work on the logistics of that, but there will definitely be a live reaction of some description to the game on Patreon. And we're in discussion to produce a special piece of content just for this game as well. So keep your eye on our Twitter feed. And all our Patreon. Is there anything, Stephen, you'd like to see before we wrap up? <laughs> what a way to put me on the spot there. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, is there any other business? No. Uh, just uh, I'm looking forward to the the trip to the, the Death Star yeah, at the weekend. I'm really looking forward to this, Stephen. I'm looking forward to us. Right, good. That nerves, the nerves. And not going into this game with just a miserable feeling that we're going to get pumped but going in with those excited nervous nerves again yeah and, and see a final point on what we've been unfortunately forced to talk about a few minutes ago see the event, <laughs> see if you think that's over with you forget it no see see if you think that Rangers fans being punished for what happened in any way is going to dampen how much of an absolute horde of scum they're going to be at this game do you think we should just be racist back <laughs> Fight fire with fire. That, that's that's, <laughs> that's a joke. Okay. That's a fucking, that was a joke. We've been forced into this. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I mean, we're joking about this because you know it's it's in our nature. But these, podcast, yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's unfortunately it's it's either you know it's the laugh or cry. It's the gallows humour. It's it's a very depressing situation to be forced to speak to speak about on yeah. our football podcast. But. I think this fixture was always going to be bad now that the fans are back and now that mm. Celtic fans yeah. aren't going to be there. But now that, I, but now that, now that this storm has engulfed Scottish football once again this week, I can only see it getting worse. If you think they're going to take that line down, if they think they're going to be like, well, that's consider us told mm. authorities the beaks have got us tilt. We are going to be on our best behaviour. Think again, Melly. Final uh, thoughts. No one likes them, but they do care. But <laughs> I was just looking there just to catch the date, but it's only twenty third. But maybe. In about eight days, nine days, when the window shuts, we'll have a real idea of where Celtic are. We'll know the squad, we'll know how they get on in these two games, and 
quite frankly, I can't wait to see what's in store. It's almost yeah. going to be time for uh, bold predictions. Oh. Yeah, we're going to be teeing that up in a couple of weeks' time, I think. Bold predictions, where we all take three bold predictions at the beginning of the season and review them at the end. If you're a new listener, um, I'm the best at it. <laughs> and on that bombshell, we shall wrap up. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for watching. Uh, leave some comments on the yes. YouTube. Subscribe. Press the bell. Don't know what the bell does. Um, but thank you for watching. Leave us a review on iTunes as well. If yep, you're listening please. on your phone, please leave us a review on iTunes. Melly, would you like to say goodbye? Goodbye. Stephen, would you? like to say goodbye I would enjoy the game folks we'll be right back here on Monday to talk about it however it goes what a pod what an episode next Monday's going to oh, be yeah. Ex- wow. explosive stuff one, unmissable one for the ages ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true baby it's me Kiki Palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.